Hey, everybody. Uh, just a really quick letter from your editor. I'm sick. Like, you can hear it. It sounds like shit. I'm aware. Everybody's aware. It's been going on. It's cool. Um, so real quick, Robert doesn't know I'm doing this. I'm just kind of like throwing this in at the last minute and she'll hear it when I send it to her. So you all know that we batch record this stuff and we're doing like three in a row. So that means that we are sitting here on opposite ends of the county and we're doing this over our uh, online platform so that I don't get rah-rah sick with whatever this is. Fun story. I already gave it to Daddy J, so that was super fun. So Rara, being the germaphobe that she is, was like, no, stay away. So I'm staying away. We're doing this online. Sound quality is shit. Sorry. Not sorry. Hi, I'm Princess Rara. And I'm Dara, the Electro Khaleesi. And this is Pink Kink, the podcast where we talk about the pretty, twisted side of kink. Today's episode is produced by our electrifying pink kinksters. Thank you, the ESW, Jay, Brianna Lynn, Daddy Jay, Embers, Fabe, Blossom, William P., Lady, Claire, Jam Today, Mr. N and Mrs. Jess, Mistress Good Girl, Lady Blooding, Six and Eight, Cassie, Primal Empress, Kaze, Harley Gentleman, Roxy, Mistress Francesca, Slut Queenie, Butte Pain, Manda Panda, Cat, Stefan, Brooklyn B., Serenity Deb, Robert, Ruby R., Christopher, Jess, Sam, Kilted Sir. Pink Kink runs off the generosity of our devoted patrons. As a patron, you will become a member of our special Discord server, receive some adorable Pink Kink stickers, as well as have access to a monthly behind-the-scenes podcast. In addition, our impactful and electrifying Pink Kinksters will get special audio and video episodes. And finally, patrons at our highest tier will be recognized as producers both here on the podcast and on our website. If you would like to become a patron, you can visit us at patreon.com slash pinkkinkpodcast or click the link at pinkkinkpodcast.com. I'm going to start off this podcast a little oddly today because I made a promise to some people very, very late last night. You know how I'm doing the 365 Days of Kink series on TikTok? Yeah. Well, my good friend Phrygian Monk aunt was answering the latest question, which is, how do you tell the difference between miscommunication and consent violation? And he mm-hmm. said that his answer was going to be way too long to fit within the confines of a TikTok video. So he was going to do a live. And I said, great, I'll join you. And I joined him on a live last night. Oh, that's awesome. Them and their beautiful sub. To be honest, I'm a baby sub, otherwise known as Lulu. That sounds great, right? So I did a live on TikTok last night with them. Let me preface this by saying they live in California, which is three hours earlier than we are. Oh, boy. Oh, boy is right. So How I... How did you stay up? Um, I think I got off the live at 1 a.m. Oh, my Lord. But I was wired because it was such an amazing live. And I was freaking wired. So I probably 
fell asleep around 3 a.m. Oh, my Lord. And then my cat. What time is it right now? Uh, It's 10 a.m. Uh-huh. And then my cat woke me up at 8 because she was out of food. And I yelled at her to go away. She was fat enough. She could last another hour till my alarm went off. <laughs> and I literally heard her go across the hallway to my son's door and start meowing outside of his door. It's like, brother, mommy won't feed me. Brother, mommy's starving. Oh, wake up and feed me. She could stand to run on a treadmill, that little she thing. skip a week and still be fine. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but hey, maybe, say, she has a, maybe she has a glandular problem. Just she's big boned. Is that what it is? No, because her head is really tiny. Her head is super tiny. Uh, so needless to say, I'm really tired. But I promised Monk and Lulu that I would mention them. And they're so excited to be able to listen at some point to the podcast and go, oh, my God, she's mentioned us. She's talking about us. We do that. <laughs> uh, so, it's so cute when people message and are like, oh, my God, was that me? Yeah. Did you Was that me that you talked about? Yes. So if I appear tired, if I'm yawning too much, if I'm stopping too often to sip my very, very large cup of coffee, it is Monk and Lulu's fault. And that's all I have to say on the matter. Darn you, Monk and Lulu. Look what you've done. I I have no excuse other than I'm still sick. All right. Thank now that I got that caveat out of the way, you ready, ready to actually start? We're only three minutes into the episode, so we're kind of doing well for us. If you're actually going to announce it that, about what we're talking about, then sure, we're, we're going to be doing well. Okay, I'm ready. Go for it. A common label in the lifestyle is service sub, right? You hear about service submissives all the time. People are very proud to say, I'm a, I'm a service submissive. Or people are like, I really need a service submissive, right? But what does that actually mean? What does it mean to serve? If you ask like 10 people this question, what does it mean to serve? What is the service of? I think by far, almost every single person you ask is going to say things like, oh, well, you know, I cook their meals, I clean their coffee, or I make sure that their coffee is made every morning. How, how do you clean coffee? You've never cleaned out a coffee pot? You have to do okay, that every now and then. I know that, but you said clean the coffee, and I was like, is it like, Clear coffee? Like, what is clean coffee? Is this Look, something I've never again, heard of before? I'm operating on little to no sleep. I, I will say this again. They will make sure that the coffee is made every morning, and preferably that clean coffee is made every morning. Okay, because yes. dirty coffee, have you ever had that happen? Worst thing in the world when somehow your coffee filter overflows and the coffee is filled with coffee grounds. And then oh you my have God, to I had that yesterday. And pour it in. It is a crime against humanity. Daddy made me dirty coffee yesterday and my teeth were full of grit and I had to like, oh, it was nasty. Okay. Yes. I understand. Yeah. What you're so dirty. About. It has to be clean coffee. So I guess I go back it to the day. They make sure the coffee is clean every morning. <laughs> <laughs> my story and I'm sticking to it. All right. I, so, I, I so take it. Yeah. For most people, service submission is household chores. Mm -hmm. Makes right? sense to me. That's pretty much how I've always viewed it. I used to view it that way, too. Until? But, but I have seen the light. What color is it? Pink? Oh, well, of course. Service submission <laughs> is so much more complicated than just household chores. And I really wanted to do an episode to explain what service really is. 
And I think I might just need another soapbox for this one. Not as tall as my BDSM is not all about sex. Like, think about, like, you know, the tiers at the Olympics. You've got, so the gold high tier, that's my service is not all about sex. I'm going to put the bronze one at this, that service submission is not all about household chores. All right, coming up. All right. Now, I want to do a couple of caveats before we begin this. We are very careful when we talk on this podcast to use the term specifically top and bottom versus dom and sub. Because top and bottom encompasses so many more people than just the DS. Not everybody's involved in a DS dynamic. Not everything that we do in kink requires a DS dynamic. But obviously, when we are talking about service submission, we're going to be using the terms dominant and submissive. Because we're not talking about service bottoming, which is a thing. Service bottoming and service topping is a thing. But that's not what this episode's about. Yep, and we've talked about that. We've talked about that before. So we will be using the terms dominant and submissive. Second thing, this is a big one. Every dynamic is different. No two DS dynamics will look the same. Some are bedroom only, some are 24-7, some have total power exchange. And the people involved are different. Not everybody likes the same thing. What one person likes, somebody else may hate. What one considers service, another person doesn't want or need. When we offer ideas and suggestions, it's not a one-size-fits-all thing. So don't take what we're saying as the gospel. If you don't want to make clean coffee for your dominant, it's okay. If you hate doing laundry, like me, and you do not want to serve by doing laundry, that's still valid, and you can still absolutely be a service submissive and never touch the damn laundry basket. So, speaking of, we we have told this story numerous times, but I feel like it's a it's another time to bring this up. Ravra does hate laundry. Ravra has always hated laundry. Well, I try not to wear clothes, so and I don't have when, laundry. Exactly. So when I gave her a sub for a day. It was literally to do her laundry. Yes. And another time I had a, I was having a really rough week. I mean, like it was massively overloaded with work and a bunch of other shit, but I had like three weeks worth of laundry built back and a subby friend of mine said, Hey, I will come over and help. What do you need? And I said, can you do laundry? They were like, yep, absolutely. Came over, freaking did my laundry for like three hours. I need one of those. Oh, it was so beautifully helpful. I can't even tell, even folded it. Oh, did they iron? No, because I don't actually have an iron, but I'm sure if I had one, they would have. You don't have an iron? I don't. I have never owned an iron. Oh, yeah. See, I have a mom who, when she's stressed and upset, irons. Somehow she finds it soothing and what? comforting to iron. What kind of psychopath is your mother? Right? That's all I'm saying. My God. I, I was raised on you have an iron and an ironing board. So I have. I don't think I, my I mother ironed you, either. I probably take them out once every two, three years. Hmm? But that's it. 
Yeah, no. I don't think my mom ever really ironed either. I don't think I ever saw her with an iron and an ironing board. My mom ironed jeans. Oh my god, no. No, 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 no. That's crazy pants. Literally. Yeah, well, that that explained me because that's the kind of person who raised me. Oh my word. Okay. (laughs) Somebody who irons jeans. My grandmother irons her handkerchiefs and then sticks them in her sleeve. That is so old fashioned. Yeah, but so you talk about old fashioned sleeve or in your boob, in your bra. Um, I don't think my grandmother would stick anything in her boobs, but yeah, in in her sleeve for sure. She still does that. She's very, very 50s and 60s still. I love it. She's pretty adorable. We'll bring up 50s and 60s because there's a whole kink around that, which fits very well into this whole service submission. Yes, it does. Right? But these ideas that we're going to be talking about, take the ones you like and run with them and ignore the ones you don't like. You won't hurt my feelings. You might hurt Dara's feelings, but she'll get over it. I'm good. Hey, bitch, excuse moi. <laughs> Why, how are you going to just tell people it's cool? Just go ahead and hurt Dara's feelings as long as you don't hurt mine. It's fine. Yeah. <laughs> I, I thought that was understood. I guess the fact that I said the, this, I said the quiet words out loud is the problem. Um. Yeah, thank you. Now I truly know how you <laughs> feel about me. Damn. <laughs> Why do I help you out with this? Because you love me. Uh-huh. And you love to torment me just as much as I love to torment you. That's true. I do, get to sneak, I do get to sneak things into the podcast. That's true. Yeah. The, the more people we have joining the patrons who love purple, I know you do the little happy giddy dance. Yes. Especially right? the one this morning. I was like, oh my God, yes. And she outranks <laughs> you. I was like, thank you. Thank. Well, unfortunately, she also outranks me. The name like Empress? Yeah. So we're going to define what a service submissive actually is. A service submissive is one who is service oriented, clearly, by the title. They put a substantial portion of their time and energy toward rendering personal service or some kind to some sort of D-type. And doing this gives them joy and pleasure. It's important to remember that not all submissives are necessarily service-oriented or even interested in service at all. In fact, an informal poll conducted by the authors of Real Service showed that more individuals on both sides of the slash were drawn to the lifestyle because of their attraction to control rather than service. Controlling others, feeling the control of others, it seems to be more of a popular motivation than actually serving. Yeah, I think there's this idea in people's head about submission, that it's all about serving. Because I I hear people use that term a lot. I I like to serve my dom. I live to serve my dom. And I I really wonder how much of it is really about servicing. Because true service is not about you. It's about the person you're serving. Right. It's giving that person pleasure and you taking pleasure in the actual serving. Well, you take pleasure in being responsible for their pleasure. Mm-hmm. And it means, and we'll talk about this more, but it means serving them by what they need, not by what you want to serve. Which can that be a sense. little difficult at times. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that can All be right. that yeah. can be tough. All right, so what do we mean by service, Star? Do you know? No, honestly, because, well, like, I'm looking at this, and yes, I know, but my 
my concept of it has always been like the whole cooking and cleaning and making sure their drink is filled all the time. Like that's, that's always been my headcanon, you know? Mm -hmm. So why don't you jump up back on that soapbox and explain to me what it actually is. Right. Well, those are certainly options. You know, people will think of service and they get it in their head. This idea of maybe they're being on their, they're on their knees and they hand their dominant a drink or coffee or whatever in a very certain position and hand it to them. So or more maybe, of a high protocol thing? It can be, right? Okay. Or maybe they've got this fantasy of the English butler or the French maid. Both of which are very hot, I'm not going to lie. Good fantasy. <laughs> I just had a little bit of a moment. There you go. You know, all right. Well, so those are options. Those are. I'm not saying those aren't options. I'm just saying that there's so many more ways we can serve and not all of the ways we serve are sexy, like the French maid or the English butler fantasy. Oh, all right. Can you imagine if you had Chris Evans dressed up as your English butler? No, I don't want him wearing anything. Well, okay. How about we dress him up as a Chippendale and then he serves you? Okay. <laughs> Where do I sign up for that? <laughs> Fantasy.com. I don't know. There you go. Real, in your dreams. What it is. In my dreams.com is pretty much what's <laughs> going to happen. You know, but the thing with services, there doesn't have to be anything sexy or high protocol or fancy about the service. It can be the smallest, easiest, simple, basic thing. I bet you have rules. I have rules because you know I like my rules. I yes, right? I know you do. <laughs> okay, let's start with the number one most important rule about service submission. If your D type doesn't want it, it's not service. Can you give an example of that? Like, I'm not sure I really understand that that part. Like, if you're doing something for them, you're serving them, right? Not in the it, Maybe in the technical aspect, but not in what we are referring to as the service submission realm. For example, you enjoy cooking, right? Mm-hmm. It brings you pleasure to cook. It's fun. You like it. I even like the whole chopping part. Right? If a, sur- if a submission- submissive came in and said, I'm going to take over the cooking for you so you don't have to, I'm going to do all this for you. That's not service because that means you're not doing something you enjoy doing. It doesn't mean you get to have the fun of cooking that you like. That's not, even though they're doing something for you by cooking for you, it's taking away something you enjoy doing and you want to do yourself. That's not service. That becomes about the submissive. It's what they want to do, not what you as the dominant want done. Got you. Well, okay. So what if it's like, I only want you to cook on these days or when I'm not feeling up to it? That would be different because then it's something that you as the dominant want. And then, yes, it does become. Okay. Cool. I like that. I like that little analogy there. So that's the basic thing. If your D type doesn't want it, it isn't service. So even if they're doing it for the benefit of the D type, even if they think the D type wants it. Even if bad things happen, if it isn't done. So you don't cook that night and that means everybody's hungry. 
right? It doesn't matter if you're really good at it. It doesn't matter if you're last dominant. Loved it when you did that for them. Even if your mother taught you the ways to do it, like ironing your jeans. (laughs) If your service submissive came and started to iron all your jeans for you. What? I... I would be like, what the fuck? What are you doing? Who irons jeans? Crazy people. That's who irons jeans. Be- oh my right. god. I can't. I'm just picturing walking around with iron jeans and it being all stiff and stuff. And I'm like, ew, no. Oh, the that- creases are amazing. The creases are so sharp. <laughs> Alright. Rah, rah. Would yeah. you please come over and iron my jeans? You're going to have to bring your own yeah. ironing board and iron. No. I'm not a service <laughs> submissive in that sense. <laughs> Maybe I should call my old sub and get them to bring over an ironing board. <laughs> Alright, so let's let's give an example of You okay there? Poor Dara, that, I'm making her do this while she's sick. Well, there's a reason I'm not actually over at your house in the studio today doing this. Yeah, we're doing this remotely, so if sound quality is different. If anything is different from our normal, that's why. We probably yeah, should have mentioned that at the beginning, but whatever. Blame Dara, because, you know, but I'm being very, very nice because uh, I don't want to get my good friend Rara sick. They can blame me. I, I, I don't want to get sick, and I told you don't get me sick. So it's. I think it's equal. I'll share this link with you. I think we consented to the whole me staying home thing, both of us. Mm-hmm. But yeah, now I'm going to well, be snuffling all over the place. We didn't consent to getting me sick, so it's. Worse. I didn't it consent to getting sick either, but it happened. Look, I didn't consent to morning showing up and my having to wake up, but you know. That's true. That that pesky son always (laughs) doing what it wants to. Anyway, let's get back into the whole D type, S type service thing. Okay. So let's give an example. Your D type comes home from work and you're waiting on your knees to hand them a flogger. Okay. And you also have a three course meal waiting for them after the flogging session. Damn, I did good. Right? That's what you that's what you're serving them because you know that they like to they like to flog you every night and you have this food waiting for them. Except they've had a shit of a day. And all they want to do, honestly, is put on their non ironed jeans, sit on the sofa. I knew that get you. Sit on the sofa, watch TV, and eat some pizza. Sounds great. That's my kind right? of night right there. So what you've done is you're not serving them. You've made it about you and not your dominant. So in that case, if they actually did the flogging and ate the three-course meal and did the whole plan, would that be them serving you instead? Yeah. Hmm. They would basically be service-topping you. Right. Okay. Because they don't want to do it. They're doing it for you. Right. But then you can't claim you're service submissive and you're serving your dominant because you didn't make it about them. You made it about you. But let's look at it from the other side then. Now that we're talking about service dumps or service topping, if your submissive is doing this, you need to communicate to them instead of actually just going, okay, and doing the thing that they want. If you don't want to do it, don't. It's You have to communicate that that's not what you want. If you do that and you let this thing continue and they find out later, it'll be just like, it'll be just like when you find out they were in pain and didn't safe word and didn't communicate 
you're going to be more upset about that than if they just communicated and stopped, right? Mm -hmm. So instead, you need to communicate this isn't what you want, because if you don't, it's going to be just like that feeling. It's going to be heartbreak. It's going to be way more upset than if you had just said, no, I can't tonight. Yeah, you have to, you know, that big C word, communication, it's essential from both sides. Service subs pride themselves on serving. And if they find out that you didn't want something that they were giving to you, they're going to be really upset about it. So it's up to you. It's okay for you to tell your submissive, yeah, I don't want that. So let's go back to that three-course meal and the flogging. We mm-hmm. talked about how you would be a service top if you just went along with the flogging and the three-course meal and, you know, did everything that you that was in the plan. Now, how would you feel, Ra, if your top came home and you had this huge meal plan done that you spent like three hours on, four, five hours on, you had the negligee, you're all decked out, makeup, hair, all this effort that you put into it, and your top goes... No, I really don't want to. I had a shit day. I cannot do this right now. Um, well, there'd be a whole bunch of emotions. First, obviously, there'd be disappointment because I I was excited and I was looking forward to it. But ultimately, as a, as a people pleaser, as somebody who wants the people around me to be happy and to have what they need, want and need, I want them to be open and honest with me and tell me, you know what? I really just rather cuddle on the sofa tonight. I'm not in the right headspace. I think I'd be more upset if what they said is I need to be alone and they leave mm. because then I can't help. Yeah, them. that would suck. I can't do anything. Um, but if they said I just really want to cuddle and that's what will help make me feel better, then I'm still doing something to help them feel better. But you would you would be more understanding than if they just went through the motions and you found out the next day. I feel horrible. Like, here I was doing something to make them feel better, and instead I just made them feel worse. Yeah, I think that's the ultimate line here that you don't want to cross. And that's why, you know, D, D people, you gotta, you gotta step up and talk. You got to say, or else it's just gonna make everything worse. Yeah. You know, I mean, if you were to have a submissive who said, well, I'm gonna do all the cooking for you. That's how I'm going to serve you. And you don't tell them. The resentment's going to build up because you're going to miss cooking. You're going to miss the fun. Yeah, I would be, that's something that I probably would say. Because, like, Daddy Jay likes to cook sometimes, too. And on those days, like, we'll actually plan in advance what days he cooks and what days I cook. Because a lot of, most of the cooking is done by me because I love it. But he also loves cooking. So we've got, we kind of split it up a little bit and that's, that's how we communicate depending on what day I'm like, okay, I can't do it this day. You're going to be responsible this day. And he's like, okay, I'm working late this day. Can you make sure this is done? Sure. All right. Ready for rule number two. That was only rule number one. That was only rule number one. I think we spent 10 minutes on that. It's an important rule. Yes. True. It's like the biggest rule. That's the biggest rule in BDSM is communication. So that makes yeah. sense. But that whole point of if your dom doesn't want it, it's not really service. Like everything that's after that is just minor, but that's a pretty big damn rule. Okay. All right. Rule, rule number two, there can be no disrespect in service. The sub cannot disrespect their dominant. 
because they don't really want to perform the service. And the dominant cannot disrespect the submissive. Service needs to be managed and received with graciousness. That's kind of, again, along the lines of communication. Right? Yeah. If you, so like if you have your service is like, okay, uh, Dom wants you to cook dinner. And you're like, I really don't want to fucking cook dinner. I don't want to do it. But you do it anyway. And then you resent doing that. That's a problem. Yeah, but uh, when I mean my no disrespect, for instance, right? So you don't really want to cook dinner and you're going to do it. You know how you're doing it? You're going to huff and puff, mutter under your breath. Maybe when you Be put the spoon down. a little passive and slam, slam right. things around. Okay. Mm-hmm. That is a form of communicating your unhappiness with the situation. <laughs> We've all done it. Come on. We've all flipping done it. You could uh, tell Google to play some super depressing music right? while you're cooking and turn it up. There's also the one word that we women use specifically <gasps> a lot. Oh, Rara, why are you giving Fine. me the secret? Oh, man. Oh, that men know. They just don't know what to do about it. Fine. How are you doing today? Fine. Fine. It's fine. Yeah. If you hear us, if you hear us use the word fine, run. It's not fine. Because nothing good's coming from it. Nope. Nope. That is when right. the dragon is being released. No. You know, I joke, I used to joke with my children, probably still tell them the same thing, that they were growing up and they had chores they had to do that they hated. And my rules as their mom was, you can bitch and moan all you want while you're doing the chore, as long as you still do the damn chore. Mm-hmm. So if you want to mutter under your breath, if you want to say fine, if you want to curse while you're doing the damn chore, as long as you're still throwing out the garbage, I'm okay with that. That is not what I would do with a submissive. I don't want that. I don't want a submissive to be doing it. The service part, anyway. I mean, there's other things they have to do, because I'll make rules that they have to do stuff. And, you know, if they want to curse at me while they have to get ready for bed, while they really wanted to, that I totally accept. But as far as it being service, it's not really service. If they're mumbling and grumbling and saying fine and whatever and huffing and puffing, no, that you, has no place in the service. You have to, again communicate if you don't want to do it you just look at them and say look i'm I'm super sorry i can't today there's just i choose something else for me to do i cannot do that today can i can i do something else for you can i go clean the coffee pot and it's not even just with just today if you're negotiating with your dominant and your dominant says one of your service chores that i would like you to do is you're in charge of laundry and you hate that like tell your dominant don't most I know I had it both when I was on either side of the slash honesty right isn't that usually one of the rules in a DS dynamic that's a a rule in every relationship we and we're not talking about when I say do these do these ironed jeans make my ass look fat no no they do not (laughs) thank you Mm mm-mm Darn knows when she's allowed to lie to me and when she has to be honest. They make your ass look juicy. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Especially Those with creases. that ironed crease. It's just mm. really, yep. Mm. That's hot. Look at that ass. <laughs> <laughs> what ass? I have no ass at all. That's why you put the creases in it, to give you an ass, obviously. Is that what it is? Obviously. Clearly. Listen, I, am, I, I know how I to work thought, you. If I thought ironed jeans with creases made my ass look bit, I, bigger, I would fucking iron my goddamn jeans every time. Do you know what I'm going to get you? 
Oh no, I'm afraid to ask. I think I'm going to get you some fake butt implants that you can put in your underwear. You know, oh my just... god, yes, but I don't think my pants will fit anymore. Well, well, jeans actually do stretch, so we'll see. That's true. Wouldn't yeah. that be hilarious? That would be absolutely hysterical. Okay. If, if if she does that, folks, I will take pictures and post them. <laughs> well, we'll just stick a pillow in it. No, it's got to look good, realistic. Okay, we're going to come there up with There might be stuff, you know what, I bet around Halloween time. They probably have stuff like that for people who want to dress up as different. They do, because... Do they have, like, a Kardashian The Kim Kardashian costume, yes. (laughs) 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 Oh, God. That would be too much, though. It'd be like your boobs are coming at you behind. Yeah, but at least I wouldn't have to worry about falling over anymore. It would balance me out. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, God. That's why my posture's... That's why my posture's so damn straight. Because if I do, if I lean too far forward, it's all over and I'm going down. Oh, well, I just rest mine on the <laughs> table. Right? So just as important as the submissive not being disrespectful when they're doing the chores, the dominant can't be disrespectful. Like, you cannot look down on your submissive because they're cleaning the bathroom floors. You cannot look down on your submissive as, like, the hired help because they're doing your laundry or whatever service that they're providing with you. You need to appreciate the love for which, with which it's being given and done. Yeah, it's a big deal. It's a big deal to you be know. appreciated for doing that kind of thing. Right? I, a, a thank you goes a long, long way. You know what I do? If Daddy doesn't what? acknowledge that I've done something, like, I watered the plants yesterday, mm-hmm. okay? And That's I would... I know, right? I I keep forgetting they exist. So when I actually do, it's like this huge accomplishment. So when he came home, I looked at him and I'm like dead sick. And yesterday was really, really bad. So, but I did it anyway. And I looked at him and he didn't notice. He didn't notice that my plants outside were all perky (gasps) and pretty and happy. And they had been looking like... I know. So I looked at him and I said, hey, daddy. He goes, yeah. I said, guess what I did? And he goes, what did you do, princess? And I said, I went out and I watered the planties. And he goes, really? Good job, princess. You did so good. And he goes and he looks, they look so beautiful. And it's like that verbal pat on the head. Yeah. The acknowledgement. You get it. Uh-huh. You don't it's have everything. to. Yes. You don't have to like be as saccharine sweet as daddy was for that. But he does that because that's what I'm like. That's what I wanted. He clearly knew because I went, Daddy, guess what I did? But you can just say, oh, well, that looks great. Well done. Thank you so much for doing that. Thank you so much for being helpful. Thank you for, even if it's something you do every single day, thank you for feeding the dog. Thank you for brushing your hair. I don't know. Whatever it is that you have, thank you. Small little acknowledgement goes a long way. People serve because they want to make their dominant happy. And how do we know that we've made you happy? Yeah. By you acknowledging what has been done. And again, it doesn't need to be this whole huge, wow, oh my God, you did this. It could just be a thank you. Mm-hmm. A quick a quick side hug. <laughs> I appreciate, you know, like little things go a long, long way. 
It really does. Like anybody who has service as one of their things that they like to do, any kind of acknowledgement of this, perfection. That's all we want. So, hey, why would somebody even want to surf? Like, what's the point? Excellent question. I know. Well, there's a, right? You're so good. Thank you. Thank you. See, that's what I needed, Rara. I needed the acknowledgement that I came up with a wonderful question. You did. You did. You should be very proud of yourself. I am. I'm going to, I'm going to pat myself in the head for you. There you go. Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) There's a bunch of different reasons that people like to serve. That's the the most obvious one. It's transactional, right? You Mm -hmm. clean the house, you cook the meals, you do the laundry. And in return, you get to live in the house rent free. Oh, I do? Well, it's the. Uh, We're going to have to talk to daddy about that. Yeah. Okay. So he's, he's. Coming down that, right? I should not well, have to pay part of the mortgage if I'm doing all this. Okay. Uh, let me know how that conversation goes. I'm not going to do it. Yeah. Okay. I don't <laughs> right? Now, when you think of transactional service, most people are not really going to think of that as real service submission. But I think even real service submissions have at least one or two services in their repertoire that are transactional. Um, because it also helps keep the submissive motivated for the stuff that's not transactional, right? And it keeps you motivated to continue serving. So like ideas for possible payment, and I'm using quotation marks around payment, um, could be their scene they wanted. Uh, you know, you, you've been doing such a great job being on top of the laundry. I keep mentioning the laundry because it's what I want. I want to... My laundry basket's down the hall waiting to be well, done. I need a service sub who does laundry. It's so also because you like hate eventually. doing it. So if somebody did that yeah. for you, you'd be willing to give them a lot. Right. So maybe I gave, you give them the scene that they've been asking for. They've been really wanting to try this new flogger. And you just haven't done it yet. But now you're going to give it to them as a payment, as a reward for mm-hmm. doing what they did. Or maybe, oh, you know, I know you've been wanting to watch that movie and it's on past your bedtime, but you've been really great this week so I'll you can stay up to watch that movie you wanted okay so I honestly never would have thought of those as transactional I yeah. I, I don't know what I always thought about I guess reward but that is a kind of a transaction isn't it it is yeah transactional doesn't have to be money and you can also talk about it beforehand you know let's say you go daddy daddy I really wanted to stay up past my bedtime and watch that movie mm-hmm. and he'll say alright alright princess you can if you do these things. Okay. That's transactional. Yep, because that's happened a couple mm-hmm. of, yep. That yeah. makes sense. Wow, now, this is like really cool because I never, ever, ever thought of stuff like this. I know. That's why I wanted to do this episode because I think there's such a, a misunderstanding around service submission. Like, never would I have thought of that. And I think way too often people will describe themselves as a service submissive when they're really not about serving as much as they do the things that they love to do for their partner. Mm-hmm. And they don't take into account whether their partner loves having it done. So I guess the balance would be to find things that you both like yeah. having done. Or at least things that you as a service submissive don't hate doing. Right. Because there may be things that your partner wants that you don't necessarily love doing, but you don't hate it, so you'll do it. 
Let me, let me ask you. And you want to make them happy. If you had a dom and they asked you to do their laundry, you personally, would you be able to do that? I could do it as a transactional. Not simply for just giving it to them? Yes. Hmm. Uh, You know, it's really interesting. One of the things in my head, not everybody's going to be like this. There's nobody else like me in this world, thank God, because one of you is plenty. There are certain things that I hear service submissives say that they do for their dom, right? Mm -hmm. And when I hear it, I get really angry because my thought is I would never do that I'm, I'm, my partner's a grown ass fucking adult. They can goddamn do it themselves. Why the hell am I doing it? It, It's just not something, you know, like I, I used to have a, I I used to have a partner, my second dog, whose thing was, he always had to have a drink and his drink always had to be mostly full. So it was my job to watch for him, watch his drink and refill it as needed. I hated that. I hated that. Because I'm like your fucking grown ass adult for your own goddamn drink. Then where the I'm hell did you do it? I'm not your mother. Because I was playing at being submissive. It was a role play. I was doing it because there were so few things he wanted. I'm like, I'll, I'll just do this one goddamn thing. But I hated it. I got zero pleasure out of it. I could never get it into my head. This is what he wants. And I want to give him what he wants. So I'm going to get pleasure from giving him what he wants. I did. I tolerated it. So you wouldn't consider yourself a service sub, would you? I actually, it's not a label I typically use, but ultimately, if you look at what I do, yes. Not through household chores. And I'll give examples later of the ways that I tend to serve. So we've we've talked about why someone would want to serve. And you, we talked about transactional. There's yep. another one, and we're calling it devotional. Yeah, and I think this one will make so much more sense to people. Yeah, and it, it kind of looks like this would be more up rah-rah's alley. Except, yeah. well, no, you said transactional, too. Um, uh, well, some of them are transactional. Like, if they needed me to do the laundry, I could do the laundry as a transactional right. thing. But not because not because I'm devoted to my dominant and I just want to make them happy. Like, I need something out of it. Right. So let's talk about devotional and what that would mean and how it's different from transactional. Maybe mm-hmm. the submissive loves the dominant and just wants to do things for them. And yeah. the love doesn't have to be romantic. It doesn't. Nope. So like parents, you do things for your kids out of love. I do things for my brother out of love. Um, I do things for Rara out of love. Mm-hmm. Podcast. Letting me name it Pink Kink, yes. Oh my god, yes, that was pure love. (laughs) Pure love of my bestie. (laughs) Uh, So like I said, it doesn't have to be romantic. Love is a very, very powerful motivator. Hell, respect is a very powerful motivator. Mm -hmm. The drawback to this is that the day will come. (laughs) Maybe when you least expect it. We've all been there. But the day will come. When maybe you're angry at your partner or frustrated or just not in the fucking mood and your motivation to serve will not be there. Yeah. So how many times has that happened to you with Daddy Jay? I don't, do I have enough fingers? Like today? Like, like today? Oh, no, 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 no. Not today, <laughs> but yesterday. Okay, Holy early. shit. 
<laughs> Holy shit. No, I was cranky yesterday. But he's not even home right now. So he'll be home in a little bit. And uh, when he gets here, we'll see. We'll yeah. see where I'm at. But yeah, there's, I mean, most of the time with devotional, you do stuff because you love the person, you want to make the person happy, and you want to help them out. But the reality is, is when you love somebody, it's a deep emotion. And sometimes those deep emotions turn into being really pissed off. And a pissed off princess is not pretty. Yeah, no, holy shit. Um, do, yes, God, what was it yesterday, Rara, that I texted you? I am so goddamn so, mad yes, at him right it was now. Yesterday. Oh my fucking god! And I was just like in a raging hell fury. Right. And would you have wanted to cook for him when you were in that mood? No, and Ooh. I didn't. Yeah. No, we got fucking takeout. No, I was not cooking yeah. yesterday. But honestly, that had more to do with the fact that I was sick <laughs> and couldn't stand up long enough to actually cook. Um, but yeah, it's, but at that moment, hell no, was I going to do anything for him? Yeah, that, that, and that's the problem with devotional motiva- as a motivation. Though. I will say he did grovel pretty well and uh, it's all, it's all fixed. He did do something yeah. stupid. I, you know, bravo, you know. He did do oh, something yeah, stupid. And, listen, it was a combination of him doing something stupid and you being cranky with less patience because you didn't feel well. Yeah. It was just it was just a, the perfect storm, as they say. It, right? it all worked out, but... Um, well, yeah, anyone that, who thinks their dom doesn't make them angry doesn't actually have a dom. Because, <laughs> uh, folks, your dom will make you angry sometimes. That's just the reality. And if you're a dominant, your submissive will make you angry sometimes. Because guess what? We're people. We fuck up sometimes. End of and story. it's a relationship. You're going to piss each other off. Yeah. You know, so Robert and I friends. just, and again, it's all about the communication. Because Robert does things that irritate me. I do things that irritate Rara during episodes. <laughs> While recording. While recording. And we'll just be like, hey, um, so, so that, can you not do that? Thanks. Okay. Thanks. Bye. And like, I finally oh, had cool. to reach out and say to Dara, um, I've done the notes. Could you like <laughs> actually read the notes this time, please? And I did. <laughs> she did, and I really appreciate that. And I even, she knew it was important to me. I did, and I'm sticking to it for the most part. And <laughs> I even <laughs> and I even put in a little note. See, there you go. That and had I to, did read that well I was just gonna say that it the note even had to do with the content. Yeah. And I read the notes you sent me. See? Communication! Communication! Alright, there is a third type of motivation. And I think this one, this one I hear a lot, and you have to be so careful with this one. It's what we refer to as positional motivation. That just sounds hilarious. Well, yes. Because it makes me think like you're in an actual like physical position. You have this. What position do you have in your mind? Oh, for the motivation. Oh, um, honestly, you know the the high protocol one where you're kind of kneeling, but your butt mm-hmm. is down on your feet, and you're like this. Yeah, yeah, because they can some, see that on they can see that on the podcast, right? With your hands are up, holding whatever <laughs> it is. I, I'm like, yeah, I know. I'm showing you. I don't know what I they know. can see. <laughs> All right, positional motivation for service comes from. The service submissive's strong sense of identity as a service-oriented person. We've heard people say this. They're very proud of the fact that they're service submissive. And if you talk to them for five minutes, it'll take a minute to, for them to tell you that they're service submissive. <laughs> right? They serve because it's a part of who they are. 
and to refuse to serve would basically sabotage their personal identity, their own self-worth, which is unfortunately often based upon how well they do their job. So it's not even just that they did a job, but if they don't think they've done it well, then they get really upset. The Sounds familiar. With, right? The problem, though, unfortunately, with people who are motivated by this method is that they tend to serve everybody, regardless of there's a dynamic, and they are the ones who will run into those people who will take advantage of that. I mean, even in, like, people who do this in the vanilla world, we've heard about them. You know, they're the, they're the poor suckers who end up in charge of everything and taking care of everything because, well, I love doing it. And then everybody goes good and dumps it all on them. So, Rara, how does this make you feel to be so uh, psychologically stripped down and exposed here? Yeah, like, I'm 56. I knew this shit about myself. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, it's just, this is so you. I'm the one who ends up in charge because when they say we're looking for volunteers, everybody steps back. Uh-huh. And my mistake was thinking, oh, well, I, I'm not stepping forward. I'll just stand here. Not realizing everybody else took a step back so it looks like I stepped forward. No, 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 no. I know you think that, but in reality, you're the person that's like, no, no, I'll do it so it's get done right. Well, yeah, but that's different than, I, is that the same thing as positional? It's not that I take great pride in being service oriented. I just want it fucking done right. God damn it. And if it's not done right, you get very upset. A little crazy. Like the yeah. graphics. That's why I had to hand that to you. Yes. (laughs) I think that's funny as hell. All right. Do you want to talk about styles? Because that is actually going to be different than like the types, the, the reasons. I would love to talk about styles of service. There are basically two types, proactive and reactive. Okay, so and I've had doms that are I have had doms that prefer one over the other. Uh, I'm going to take a stab at this. Proactive. Okay, so we were talking about the whole uh, filling the glass thing. Proactive is the glass is half full and they come and they just start filling. Right. React or hand hand them a new glass. Reactive Uh is oh shit the glass is empty. He told me to fill that. They told me to fill it. Okay, well. But you're close. close. Reactive basically means you are waiting on the orders to do something. Yep. So your job is. They told me to do this. Your job is to just turn your brain off, not think, and you'll be told what to do. Mm -hmm. Right? And if your dominant hasn't told you to do it, then you don't do it. Um, I happen to like proactive service when I'm serving. But I had my third dom, D, much preferred reactive service. And I, I, if he told me at least 10 million times, did I ask you to do that? No. Then why did you do that? You do exactly what I ask you to do, nothing more. Even if it was like when, before they, like, because it's anticipatory, right? That'd be proactive. Right. Yeah. Well, I feel like that'd be better. That, because that's what you like. But That's for true. some people, it's about, remember, for, you can have a service submissive who's with the dominant that for them, the motivation is not the service. The motivation is the control. 
Mm. Okay, so okay, I'm kind of I kind of see how this happens here because in my job, I have people that like I have to explain something before they do it or they're going to do it wrong and there's a very precise way you have to do this. Uh-huh. If they go in and they do the thing before I even explain it and they do it wrong, I am pissed because they didn't wait for me to explain it. Is that kind of exactly. how it works? Okay. Uh-huh. And you know, some people might look at that and think well, that's really offensive. Why do I have to, like, only do what I'm told and nothing more and not anticipate? Well, a couple things. It's, one, it's because maybe your DOM is more into the control than the service aspect. But think about it. It's also a way to completely turn off your brain. You don't have to think. You just wait to be told what to do, when to do it, and how to do it. You don't have to think. And don't a lot of submissives say that's one of the things they love about being submissive? That's one of the things you and I say we love about being submissive. Right? We don't have to think. We don't have to make any more decisions because our jobs are very micromanagey. Mm-hmm. As you can tell by the story that I just told, don't do it that way. Don't do it before I explain it because you'll do it wrong. You have to do it my way. If you are in a position that is very micromanagey all day long, you may want that choice of being able to come home and be like, I don't have to do anything. I don't have to think. I don't need to. I don't want to think. Please tell right. me what to do. Uh-huh. So, yeah, that does make sense. Right. But for some people, they prefer proactive service, which is, as you said, anticipatory. And you think about what the DOM might want and you have it ready for them. Now, anticipatory proactive service is a little more complicated because you have to really know your dominance wants and needs mm-hmm. and likes and dislikes. So, it's not necessarily something you might want to do in the early stages of a dynamic when you don't know your partner as well. The other thing that's important with it is you really have to put your partner first in your mind. You have to be prepared to think about what it is they want. Not, let me see if, I, and see if this makes sense to you, not what you think they want, but what they want. Yes. You, like like you said, you really, really have to know them. Right. You know, like that example I gave earlier in the episode about your doms come home from a long day and you have a three-course dinner. You've anticipated that they would be hungry after a long-ass hard day. But you didn't anticipate that what they really wanted to do was just have pizza because they just needed something simple, not complicated, not fancy. Mm-hmm. So a good um, proactive service would have been going, all right, I know in the past when my dominance is like that, they really don't want to sit at the kitchen table in the hard chair with this fancy dinner. They just want to kick back, put their feet up, and chow down pizza. Yeah, that does make sense. Right? Sometimes proactive service can also be when you have a dominant who doesn't want to micromanage. So they don't give you all the steps. They just give you what they want the end product to be. And then they let you decide the steps. So like for cooking dinner. Yeah. They say, hey, I want you to make this type of thing, but you can choose what within that category. Right. Like they may say, I'm really, I'm craving pasta tonight. Well, what kind of pasta? Do you want ravioli? Do you want rotini? Do you want macaroni and cheese? They're like, I've had a long shit-ass day. I don't want to think about that. 
Just make me pasta. I just know I need carbs in my life right now. Oh, carbs. I miss carbs. <laughs> now I want pasta. Thank you, Rara. <laughs> Sorry, I'm making pasta later. That's why I was thinking about it. Oh, well, now I'm going to have to. <laughs> All right, so Dara. Yes, Rara. I'm going to ask you this question. Is the one who, who, who tends to lean more dominant. Mm-hmm. Why would you like service? What, is, what does service do for you as the dominant? It's a stress reliever. Mm-hmm. For me personally, it's a stress reliever. Like that time that I was really overwhelmed by work, a, a, the sub could not help me with work. There was no way. Daddy J even tries to help me sometimes. But like what I do, another person, without knowing what I am looking for, they can't do it. Um, so... What was super helpful that day when I said, you know, hey, could you come over like and help me out? Or he, they said, what can I do to help you out? I said, honestly, what would really help me out is laundry. And they did. They came over. They helped with the laundry. I was so stressed out about having to do my work plus laundry plus, you know, all this other stuff that I had to do around the house that day. They took that that thing off my plate, the one that I just could not... The thing that they could help with, they did. And mm-hmm. I could concentrate on the thing that they could not help with. Everything got done. Everything was great. Massive stress reliever for me. Yeah. it's It can be comforting to know that someone can take care of your needs. It can be, honestly, and it's also, if you have a, a relationship with that. So, like, at the time, this person was no longer my actual sub. We're just friends. They were still, there's just still very a submissive person. And this is how they showed their friendship. But if you're in a relationship, it's a really cool way to assert your dominance over that person. Yeah. As I mentioned, it's for those who love the dynamic because of the control. What a great way to control your submissive. Mm-hmm. It's, it's actually, if that's what gets you juiced up, it's really nice. Like, um, for example, I've told this story before too. I had two subs and most of the time I don't like micromanaging because that's what I have to do all day at work. Mm-hmm. But in this one particular scene, I micromanaged every single thing that they did. They could not touch each other. They couldn't do anything to each other without me telling them what to do. It was hot. <laughs> I bet. they loved it it was like we had negotiated the hell out of this scene they both wanted somebody to tell them what to do and I wanted to do that so it was really really cool like talk about a power trip oh it was awesome there is an important thing that the dominants who are listening need to remember on this with the, in a service submissive dynamic is don't bite off more than you can chew so if you for example start a saying to your submissive, I will give you a daily chore list, right? But then life gets in the way. And all of a sudden, trying to remember all the chores that have to be done and putting together the list every day, you start to forget and you don't do it. That's going to leave your submissive feeling not only unfulfilled, but unimportant. It's like, oh, so I'm not important enough for you to do this thing you said you were going to do. And then if I, and then if your submissive reminds you, hey, you said you're going to do this and you didn't. Now they're going to start to feel like a nuisance mm-hmm. and it's going to create a lot of problems. Um, 
And then you end up as the dominant feeling like, well, I failed by submissive. I haven't done what I did, said I was going to do. So start off small until things become a habit. You know, if you wanted to tell your do- your submissive, why don't you give me a list of chores that need to be done? And I'll go through the list and check off. Yes, today do this. Then you it, it means less of your time that you'll have to do for this list but your submissive gets what they need. Well, it's also really important on the other side of that, not to give your submissive more than they can do. Yes. Because then they will feel like a failure. If you give them 10 things and they complete nine, hey, Rara, yeah. how's that make you feel if you can't check that last thing off the list? Makes me feel sad. Right. Don't I'm do that. I'm a sad princess. Don't do that to your submissive. Holy shit. I can't think of a worse thing to feel then like you you failed your dominant because you couldn't complete this excessive list. Yeah. All right, Sadara, we have now talked about the kinds of services and all of that. Starting to maybe open your mind to different things that could be done that are more than just cooking, cleaning, and laundry? Well, since those are the only ones we've talked about, I think maybe we need to uh, discuss some other options. Okay. I will give you then some ways that I serve. Okay. Because I do serve differently. Though I do enjoy cooking. Don't get me wrong. I like to cook. Um, but with my first son, with Voldemort, I served him by being his social secretary. He wanted to do, he wanted to do a monthly munch, right? Mm-hmm. It was his idea to do the munch. But I'm the one who took care of the details. I'm the one who reached out to the restaurant every month. I'm the one who scheduled it. I was the main point of contact with the restaurant to tell them how many people approximately were going to be at the munch. That's what he needed from me. He wanted to do a munch, but he didn't want to deal with the details. He just wanted to host it. I have a question. Yes. Does that mean that our sexpatery is our service sub? Well, I would say yes, but don't tell her that in case she doesn't like that idea. Honestly, yeah. knowing her, I think she would actually very much yeah. like that idea. I mean, that she actually reached out to us and wanted to help. Mm-hmm. And we were like, great, this is a way you could help us. I mean, obviously she could have communicated and said, yeah, no, I don't want to help that way. But she's like, great, no, I can do that. No, so, she yeah. loves it. She has she has yelled at me for doing her job now, even though right. it was originally my job that she took from me because I can't do the reminders and everything because that's just not how my brain works. But yeah, that just um, what you just said about the whole point of contact and the creating and the scheduling and everything. I was like, oh, we have one of those for the podcast. Cool. Right. All right. Here we go. Another scenario. You and your dominant are going out to dinner at a restaurant. Mm-hmm. Parking is not close by, and you're wearing your three-inch heels. So your dominant drops you off at the front door, and then they go to park. It is your job as a submissive to go get the table, sit down, and order your dominant's favorite drink. So it is waiting for them at the table when they come in from parking the car. I have done that. That's how you serve. Okay. I like this idea. Right? Or maybe you've told the, the, the waiter or waitress, okay, this is what my partner's going to order. Because sometimes, you know, 
either side of the slash has days where they don't want to make decisions. Everybody acts like it's just the submissive. No, sometimes the dominant is just overwhelmed with all the decisions they have to make and would like a break. And so their submissive serves them by taking on those decisions and making them for the dominant. Keeping in mind the dominant's wants, needs, likes, dislikes, right? It doesn't, and that's not topping from the bottom. And I think this is where people get confused. That is not topping from the bottom. If your dominant has told you, when I am stressed and overwhelmed, I want you to take care of these things for me. And you're following orders and you are not topping from the bottom. You are serving. I like this one here where it says scheduling doctor's appointments. Mm-hmm. I sort of do. I don't actually schedule because um, daddy's schedule is a little bit weird, but I'm the one that finds the doctors. Like I'm the one that goes through and looks at the insurance stuff that I go through and I'm like, okay, this is where this person is. These are the reviews and I'll send him the link. This is who I think you should use for whatever. And then he goes ahead and schedules his appointment. So I kind of think that counts too, like doing the research for it Mm -hmm. or um, if you're going to purchase something like um, big or small, we usually, I'll do all the research and, you know, give like three options to him and he'll make the final decision on it. But I've done all the leg, leg work. Exactly. That is a way to serve. That has nothing to do with cooking, cleaning, and laundry. We did that with the new coffee machine and we're doing mm-hmm. that with getting my, my dog a new um, agility course. Yeah. That's a way to serve. And that's why I get so frustrated and get on my soapbox. People forget that that is a way to serve. That is more the things that I like to do to serve. Mm-hmm. As far as I'm concerned, cooking, cleaning, all of that, we made the mess together, we'll clean the mess up together, right? You wore your clothes, you can clean up your clothes. But I am a list maker. Mm-hmm. I, I Organization makes me happy, and I'm good at it. I can help organize you. I can make your life easier. I love efficiencies. I will put in a ton of work at the beginning to make things more efficient. So going forward, it's a teeny bit of work. Mm-hmm. I love that. That makes that makes my happy place. I will serve by doing that for a dominant. You know, let's say you're an accountant. It's your day job. So you take over the family's household finances because it, you know what you're doing. You're good at it. And it's one less thing your dominant has to worry about now. That's another way to serve. I think we have a friend that actually does that. Like Mm -hmm. her thing, she took over all the finances and all the accounts and all the bill paying and like balancing everything because she's more um, math oriented and and, like just as how her brain works than her dominant. So that's how they worked it out. Yeah. Now, one of the reasons I was inspired for this episode is because of a conversation I actually had with the service submissive. And I want to give them a shout out because they've been kind enough to, to shout out to us on many, on many occasions. Uh, this is from the podcast Loving BDSM. They're a married couple in a DDLG dynamic. And they were actually my inspiration for wanting to do a podcast in the first place. If you haven't checked Loving BDSM out, you really should. Now, they've been dealing lately with a situation where JB has had a family emergency that has taken him away from the house and he's dealing with this. Kayla identifies as a service submissive and she'd been struggling because she feels like with JB not there, 
she can't, she's not serving. She's not making him his coffee. She's not doing the things that she does for him to make his life easier. And here he is struggling with this very serious family ish, issue. She can't help him. Mm-hmm. And so she, she felt like a failure as a service minister. How was she serving? And we talked about the fact that she was still serving him, just in a different way. And the way that she was serving him was keeping everything in the home front going and running smooth. So he didn't have to worry about it. And he could concentrate on the things that he needed to concentrate on. That's a wonderful way to think about it. Yeah. And I think it's important. That's why I wanted people to understand that service submission is more than just these household chores because there'll be times where you can't do these household chores for them. And I don't want anybody feeling like I'm failed. I'm not a good service submissive. I don't know what I'm doing because I can't make their coffee. I can't, you know, cook the meal for them. And we really need to reframe our thinking about what service is because it comes in so many different formats. Mm-hmm. I think that's a really great way to think about it. Now, if you haven't heard about love languages, that's a whole other episode to really go into exactly what love languages are. But one of the love languages is acts of service. I have that. Giving and receiving. There's a lot you can do with that. So you can actually Google acts of service. Um, I think there's a, there's a thing that I saw once that said random acts of service. Like you can just write a whole bunch of them on post-it notes, put them in a, in a bag, pull one out. That's your active service for the day. However you want to do this, but there's things like organizing a spot for them. Now on that, that would not probably work for me or Rara. Daddy J comes in and tries to organize my workspace <gasps> and it pisses no. me off. No, no, no. Mm-hmm. Because I have things where I want them. They're, they look a hot mess right now, but then I can organize it. I will do the thing. I will put them where they should be. But if he puts them somewhere, I don't know where they fucking are. Yeah, no. But some good. people like it. Some people that would be appreciated. I would be the person organizing it because then I would tell you that, trust me, whatever system you were using before, mine's better. But yeah, right. <laughs> that's a whole other story. <laughs> Right. Um, something as simple as chilling the glass, putting the glass in the refrigerator for before they come home so that or the freezer so that when they come home, they have a nice chill glass. In my case, probably just doing the laundry would be an act of service to him. My laundry, not even his laundry, <laughs> because it gets it out of the, the three hampers that I have sitting in our bedroom right now. I, li- I actually it was so funny. Rah, rah, I did that. I did one load of laundry. I folded a previous one that I had in the hampers and had left. I folded that, put one in the wash, did a whole load from there. And there was only one load. There was only one hamper left. He noticed. Mm-hmm. And he's like, oh, my God, you did laundry. I saw that. Oh, my God. Thank you. And I was like, that's right. I did my right. own laundry. And yeah. that was a service to him. Yeah. That praise is everything. It makes you keep going. I just, one final thing before we end this, Mm -hmm. if you want to know more about service submission and try to understand it, there is a wonderful book and I I read it and highly recommend it. It is called Real Service and it is by Raven Caldera and Joshua Tenpenny. 
ten penny. I'm not sure. I'm sure I'm saying it wrong. <laughs> it only comes in an ebook form, but I highly recommend it. It is Raven is the dominant, Joshua is the service submissive, and they they talk about it from both sides. It is it, it is a good in depth discussion of submission. I recommend that highly. Excellent. Thank you so much for hanging out with us today. If you have a question you would like answered or just have a story about the lifestyle you want to share, you can send us a voicemail and maybe it'll be shared in a future episode. Just go to pinkkinkpodcast.com to contact us. Follow us on social media. On Twitter, Instagram, and FetLife, we are Pink Kink Podcast. And on TikTok, we are The Pink Kink Podcast. Join our Facebook group, Pink Kink Podcast, and hang out with other pink kinksters. If you love what we do and are able to support us, we are on Patreon. Just look for us on patreon.com slash pink kink podcast and check out our pink kink swag available on our website, pinkkinkpodcast.com. Even if you can't show your support financially, there are other ways you can help. You can spread the word about our kinky podcast and tell your friends about us. You can also rate and review Pink Kink Podcast on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen. The five-star reviews really help us. And don't forget to subscribe to Pink Kink so you don't miss a minute of the fun. New episodes come out every Friday. So until next time, stay pretty, stay safe, and stay twisted.